Yeah, hey, what up? Oni, we rolling. Oh. We rolling. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was maybe my favorite moment of the past month. I'm I'm sort of There there have been a lot of good ones, but that that just completely devoid of context. Yeah, it's very th- good. I think I'm starting to really love the street pop. It's like love them, like they're just great. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm, you want to you want to just you want to just fucking get into it? Yeah, let's just get into it, guys. Okay. So this is a podcast. I bet I bet I bet you bitches thought that we forgot about you. No, nah, we didn't forget. It's been the end of the oh, month. Oh no, we absolutely forgot. We didn't forget. Shut up. <laughs> we didn't forget. Wink, wink. And yeah. we didn't have half an hour of technical issues. Wink, wink. Well, we de- we definitely didn't have half an hour. I think it was only like. It was 11, 12. That's right. It sounds more like 25 (laughs) minutes, in all honesty. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Welcome to What's NXT, a podcast about Nikos Ricos. And uh, (laughs) we're just going to talk about Nikos Ricos for an hour. Hold on. I'm waiting for this. Yeah. No, Police I know. Car to go by. Tristan got a siren, but I don't have that siren, so I could just talk about Nikos Rikos all I want, and he's got to sit there and take it. Well, I want to talk about Nikos Rikos. I know who doesn't. He's so great. <laughs> okay, so what are we gonna start with? Are we gonna start with the Street Profits or Nikos Rikos? Uh, we have a lot oh, to wait. talk about this this month. I'll talk. Uh, let me let me start really fast. I feel like I feel like we don't have a lot to talk about in depth. No, but we have just a lot. lot. To talk yeah, about. there's just a lot of things. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. We won't go crazy about it. There's no reason to. So first off, is there's the no reason Profits... to talk for an hour and a half about Dexter Loomis. No, there is not. There is not a, a reason to do that. Although he is, uh, he grew on me a lot over the course of the the intro alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so let's start with Nikos Rikos. Yeah, Nikos Rikos is awesome. He looks like Hank Azaria. He's wearing an amazing, <laughs> like, awesome one-piece thing that goes around, you know, his arm and the opposite leg. It's 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 a common wrestling costume, but for him, it's for some reason made out of, like, pleather or something, and it's shiny. Yeah, no, it's very strange. Um, I will say the, the disparity between the quality of jobber that they had for the women's division this month and the quality of jobber they had for the men's division is startling. All of the jobbers in the women's division, like looked like they could kick ass. And every single time a jobber came out for the men's division, you were like, well, there's no fucking way. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Nico's Rico's comes out and he's wearing a unitard that doesn't have one leg or one arm. Yeah. And because of that, it also is ill-fitting around the middle section. It's oh. kind of dumpy. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, obviously, the crowd, as well as you and I, lost our shit. We love them. But, like, not not in the way that you're like, this guy has a chance. In the way that, like, he's trying his best. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to disagree on this issue, but I'm glad that we both agree that the women's division really needs to step up their jobber game. Yeah, yeah, well. (laughs) 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> there is something so weird about my relationship to wrestling where I absolutely love like the old school giant men that like smash the fuck out of you. But my favorite wrestlers are also just like super jobbers that have no chance and look like dopes. And it's just like clowns in the ring and they're basically exposing the business. But I just love them. Like El Blanco Loco. I thought he was okay. He wasn't as good as Nico's Rico. I mean, they should have done... A white, a white guy from Mexico, New York. Yeah. They, who they also mentioned does karate. They they should have flipped them around. They should have had Blanco Loco on the first episode and then Nico's Rico's on the second. Because it's very difficult to give you, like, the highest quality, the highest caliber, and then, and then just downgrade a little bit. Because even though Blanco Loco is a great jobber, I mean... Hey, talk about other great jobbers this month. Uh, Harlem Bravado, right? Harlem Bravado? I don't even remember him. At our at our live show at Evolve. Oh, yeah. The Jeez. guy that got just destroyed by Baba Tunde. <laughs> okay, so we went, we went to an Evolve show uh, where we met a number of people from NXT. Not personally, but we saw no. them wrestle. Yeah. Uh, Roderick Strong wrestled. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Breeze wrestled. Yeah. And one... Arturo Ruas. Ruas. Yeah. They're uh, playing we on actually the Brazilian saw, this. We saw him before he uh, showed up on NXT. So yeah, gimmick when he showed back When he showed back up on NXT, I was like, oh, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, it's our buddy. He put, he put on, a, on a really good match. I hope he does it again. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> I like him. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Harlem Bravado, again... White guy from New York who calls himself Harlem Bravado. With a JBL haircut. That's JB very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a very important haircut to talk about. Um, <laughs> he was great. He was maybe, like, he wasn't a small guy, but he was, like, maybe 5'10", probably, like, 185 pounds. Yeah, he know. might have even been taller than me. It didn't matter who's fighting Baba Tunde, who's gigantic. Baba Tunde, who's, like, <laughs> closing in on seven feet tall and, like, just, gi you know, like, muscles for days. Yeah. And uh, they actually did a pretty good job at having a moment where you were like, oh, maybe Harlem Bravado's going to win. Yeah. And then immediately pulling the rug out from under you. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked Harlem Bravado's use of the word sucka. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, He's Harlem surreal. Bravado. What a great character. Everybody ha is. Harlem Bravado and Blanco Loco are both uh, very, uh, what the kids call, problematic. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> They're but we're very too old problematic. For that. Yeah, we're too old. But for that. it was still fun. <laughs> that's true. I think it's a fun gimmick. I think it's a fun, stupid gimmick. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I'm also glad that it it seems like all of them leaned in exactly the right amount. Because, again, Blanco Loco comes out in a sombrero. I'm like, I can't fuck with this mm -mm, guy. Mm -mm. But he's just a white guy who's like, I'm Blanco Loco. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> That's yeah, because then that's. I'm fun. from Mexico, New York. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that that isn't that isn't a stereotype. That's just no, stupid, just and that make means any that sense. I can enjoy it. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's just confusing and weird. Oh, you know who else we saw at the Evolve show? He did. He, he wasn't around uh, this month, but uh, we saw our buddy from Shaolin. Oh, Sean Maluda. Yeah, 
We saw Sean Maluda in a very good uh, triple threat. I brought the card out just in case I needed it. The card, which was heavily altered because of injuries, but it was yeah, still yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Sean Maluda looked great, um, and he didn't take he, the pin, which is important. And that he match was, was up little... against—I forget what his name was—but the uh, WWN champion, who is a completely spherical man. Oh yeah, uh, that was JD Drake, right? Yeah, and it was him and like three other guys trying to beat up JD Drake and get the title or something. And JD he wasn't—he wasn't. Uh, I think that I think that at the beginning you kind of weren't as into him because even though he's a classic uh, Southern fat tough guy, he wasn't. He weirdly wasn't a big man. No, he's probably. I think I might be taller than him. He's yeah, he's like five eight. <laughs> yeah, he's five eight, and he's five eight wearing cowboy boots, which should give you like an extra three or four inches. I I don't um, know. I think he's I think it, but he's big. He is big. He he is just completely spherical. And when he started, like, once he got rolling, he was fucking off, man. It was great. Yeah, he was fun. I liked him a lot. I'm glad. As far as I know, he's still the champ, so when we go in September, we'll see him. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to Nikos Rikos. Yeah, Nikos Rikos. This is the shit, guys. I love this. I love Nikos Rikos. I wish they could have him on every two or three months, and I hope that they do. You can't have too much because you will get sick of him. But, man, this used to be – could you believe this used to be Sabatelli and Moss podcast? But now we got Nikos Rikos – I don't know. I mean, I still love my big boy with his Riddick regimen, but mm-mm. Nikos Rikos. I've seen him for a month. I've yeah. seen the Promised Land guys. <laughs> Nikos it? Rikos. Nikos Rikos has enough of a character that you could get interested in him, but it isn't deep enough to have him on even every other week. Well, you can't have him on every other week because then he might have to win at some point. You you just need to have him show up once a month and like in his entrance he's eating spanakopita or something. Oh yeah, I mean come on. Oh, we didn't even talk about the <laughs> fucking flag in the middle of his stomach. Yeah, he's Amazing. wearing his giant Greek flag and uh, what did I see? Oh, on the back he has the word opa. <laughs> yes. Great. I think he's like he's so good. I mean, you know what? You just got to go with it. Also, also, I am absolutely not body shaming here, but he has the physique of a guy who's just doing cardio at the gym. And it's like, I understand why you might do that in wrestling, but like that isn't traditionally the wrestler's physique, which just emphasizes how fucking out of his league he is. Like do taking on anybody that's on the main roster of NXT, you know? I don't know. Well, you know what? I'm looking at him on Twitter now. I'm looking at his Twitter. He looks pretty he's, He looks pretty good. He looks pretty yeah. good. Did they put him up against Keith Lee or something? I feel like they did. You know, he's got a dog named Officer Rico who runs on the treadmill. Uh, you know what? Anytime Nikos Rico's is around in the area, let's just go see him. Yeah, yeah. I think I he's like our, him a he's, lot. He's our new favorite wrestler. Yeah, I think he might be. I mean, look how much time we've spent on him. We haven't even talked about the Street Profits yet. Are the Street Profits on Raw or what? Like, what's going on with them? 
The Street Profits are only backstage on Raw. It's very strange. Oh, so they're just EC3. Yeah, they're they're just EC3-ing it. Um, which, I don't know what, you know, obviously there's business concerns. But, you know, there's still this, this gossamer veil of kayfabe. And I don't get how the Street Profits could in that 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 slight bit of kayfabe that still exists look at what happened with the war raiders and be like we gotta go to raw baby we gotta go to raw i am kind of wondering if at some point some why would we want to hang out with 300 people in this small auditorium who would literally die for us when we could go to raw and be part of squash matches that don't even go to air. Yeah. I think I'm wondering if there's going to be at some point some sort of wink at the camera kind of NXT thing. Because they've been trying to make NXT like more mainstream acceptable for a really long time. But I don't think it's like 100% working. So I wonder if they're just going to have like a wink and Street Profits are going to look at the, the audience and be like, yeah, we could go to Raw if we want to disappear or something stupid like that. And then everybody goes, Woo, and then they go to Raw anyway. Well, you know, we got we got more stuff, too. I mean, we just talk, covered the most important stuff, which is Sabatelli and Moss, Nikos Rikos, uh, Street Profits. Uh, well, I, I want to I talk to, uh, to you about Street Profits a little bit more. Yeah, we could go on. I, I like them a lot. They, they've been doing so much more with their backstage. They've been doing more with the backstage, um, but I was just going to say I really like the direction it has taken the the whole tag division. I think that it's kind of something that you and I both saw coming and were kind of like, or at least like hoped was coming, which was two things. You no longer have a team on top that is considered completely dominant. So all of a sudden we're having a bunch of fucking tag matches that are actually, if not for the belt about the belt, which wasn't happening before. It was all grudge matches because like nobody's going to fucking take the war Raiders down. So what's the point? Right. Um, really happy about that. I will say I didn't get the necessity for this whole like uh uh the street profits put the titles on the line without uh regal's approval thing that just seemed like like messy storytelling but i still liked the 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 way that they dealt with uh the forgotten sons and then linking that into the fight with uh birch and oni yeah. like like that was really cool um and i also just like that uh, we also said we got some fucking champions with personality again champions who can maybe not outright cheat but like you know do some some dirty dealing and it's okay and you know like it it feels like just so much more vibrant yeah i agree i think I think that they're a lot of fun at the head of the division. I like that they also can kind of have, because of the way that they are, they can have 
like they they're funny but they're also they can be serious so they can have like fun rivalries like with Oni and and Birch although we'll see how that develops because I think they got a little pissed off after they lost or something are they teasing something stupid that I hate we'll see but uh I like that they can have matches like that and then they can also cut promos on Undisputed Era that's like very you know down to business I mean they're still goofing around a little bit but very like you know oh you guys think this and you guys think that well we have the belts, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I like that. They really do have a very good position. Um, they're, 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 they're more than just a single dimension. They're both goofballs, and they... <clears throat> not in a bad way, but they have egos that they're trying to, like, you know, validate. So, like, yeah, we'll goof around, but then also we're going to tell the Undisputed Era that, like fuck you, we'll kick your ass anywhere, anytime. But then you just bookend it with Angelo Dawkins doing the That's Undisputed. And, yeah, uh, and Ford just freaking the fuck out. He's like, why he said that? Ah! I feel like they've already made that They have done that so many times. And, and like, Johnny Gargano does it, like, every week because he thinks he's so smart. He, like, does it, and then he looks at the audience like, huh? Huh? But it you has such it? a it has such a better it has such a better effect when the street profits do it. Well, I think I think it's also because uh, they're not in front of a crowd. They're and they're planning it, and there's two. Well, of them. yeah, and 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 also Montez Ford's mugging is very uh, uh, self aware. Yeah. You know, he's, oh yeah. He's he's purposefully doing over the top mugging, whereas. Johnny Gargano's mugging is the mugging of somebody being like, that was very clever. I don't think you got it, but uh, <laughs> I did a little bit of wordplay there. That just let it sink in for a second. Uh, but he's pretty clever. I mean, I don't know. Do we want to skip right to the end? I love his stupid plot. It's not that big of a deal. We can call, talk about yeah, it for yeah, five yeah. minutes. Let's, 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 I, I, I'm, I, yeah. I don't give a shit about the orders. Order doesn't week. matter. Yeah. So I love this whole like Adam Cole's, like nastiness tour where he just goes around <laughs> insulting people who like Johnny Gargano. And he's just like, Oh, what a cool video package you made, Johnny. Well, now I'm going to find all these people. I'm going to put pictures of myself up at your dad's pizza shop. I'm going to make fun of Twan Tucker for some reason. He, he's just, he's just, uh, tracking down Johnny Gargano's family members to like, walk up to them and be like, you know, I beat him. Right. That's great. Huh? You know what? I think I actually would have liked even more than his stupid, shitty speech that was supposed to get me to boo him, but just made me like him more because I like <laughs> dumb bullies, uh, is if he just walked up to them and he was like, hey, guess what? I beat Johnny, right? Did you see it? Did you watch it? Maybe you weren't watching it. I, I beat him. That's why I have this. And then he just like walks away. <laughs> like I think that would actually be amazing to think that he's the kind of guy who would spend money on plane tickets and Ubers all over the city just to oh, walk yeah, up yeah. to people and say, "Hey, I beat Johnny." Instead of being like all villainous or whatever. Again, it's it's. I mentioned it before in the in the difference between the women's division and the men's division, but there's this weird thing that happens at NXT where half the time it's Nikos Rikos and uh, Montez Ford over mugging where like there is, I guess some amount of kayfabe, 
but it's under so many levels of irony and sarcasm yeah. that it's just like goofy and fun. Hey guys, we know but you're going to love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the other half of the time they're going for like not completely grounded, but more grounded storytelling. And it is weird, you know, Adam Cole is one of those guys that can kind of do both. So every once in a while you go like, this was interesting and grounded. I kind of wish he was doing the ironic thing right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If yeah. they if they did a whole package, like you said, of him <clears throat> getting on a plane, walking through the airport, getting in a car, driving to somewhere, you know, find finding calling somebody up setting up a time to meet showing up at a place then being like i beat your brother yeah Bye. exactly that would be great if he did it to every family member johnny has like his grandma <laughs> and then you know what would be amazing too is just like then you have a meeting or like a segment where it's backstage and it's the other undisputed guys sitting around a table like eating a pizza or whatever and roger strong has a notebook out and he's like guys Adam is spending so much money on travel. <laughs> I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. He's not even like going in. It's just, it's going all over the place. He's looping everywhere. I don't understand. He, he's <laughs> like, he's like, so is he paying for this or is this being paid for by the Undisputed Era? Because if he's yeah. paying for it, I don't care. Yeah. But well, if it's Ro coming out of our coffers. Because Ro Roderick Strong is the treasurer. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's the treasurer of the Undisputed Era. They have, like, a little cardboard sign on the front that's, like, with crayon where they write, no girls yeah, yeah. allowed. It's awesome. It's just great. He's the, tre he's the treasurer. Uh, <laughs> Kylo Riley is uh, the, the timekeeper, yeah. obviously. Uh, Bobby Fish is the... the, the He's the moderator. He gets in, he gets in there and he's like, he, yeah, guys. he's the guy that has Robert's rules of order. Yeah. And it's like, excuse me, Adam Cole... You might disagree with what he's saying, but Roderick Strong does have the floor right now. Yeah, he's got he's holding the stick, so like he's got the talking <laughs> stick. It's up to him. Right? It, you, you have to listen. Adam Cole is uh, flying around the country, personally insulting Gargano to his friends and family. Right, which is very fun. It's a great it's a great concept. And then um, he comes out and he says, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a title opportunity." to someone who doesn't deserve it and it's Tuan Tucker and it's like this guy from the video package and then and he says I didn't bring any of my friends so it's not a, it's just you and me Tuan it's just us it's an even match and I'm like looking and I'm like well this is actually not an even match Tuan Tucker outweighs and outsizes you by a lot I actually I don't know I think I think the point that that he was trying to make is that Tuan Tucker is from from Cleveland. Wrestling school. Well, yeah, from Cleveland, which is a huge strike against him. Number one. But yeah. uh but is from is still in wrestling school. So he's like You're you're fucking I'm a superstar and you're just some sh schmo. Yeah, he told learning, them to give still up. Still learning the ropes. He told them you he, know? he told all of them to give up on their dreams. Yeah. And but the I, thing I did is, really like how animatedly he yelled, come on down. Yeah, that was fun. It was very game show. He, he it, it, it was very game show, but I loved it because it was like he was reveling in. Uh, I have put a plan into motion 
and there is no way that it can fail, and then it immediately fails. Oh, yeah, because Twan Tucker's like, well, I didn't come alone, and then Johnny Gargano comes out and beats the shit out of Adam Cole, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, Twan Tucker is our new champion. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to go up to these guys who watch Raw and SmackDown and say, hey, you remember that... That big guy from the from the Johnny Gargano video package. <laughs> he, he's got the title now. <laughs> oh no, he's not signed. <laughs> I just could just... I wanted I wanted it so bad. I thought it would be so funny. <laughs> I know, I just I, I just was talking about my weird dichotomy of like, oh, I love the big old school style, but I love goofy jobbers. And I was like, now I'm just saying I want some guy off the street to take the championship. I liked Twan Tucker. I like Twan him Tucker too. Twan Tucker seemed cool. Oh, I kind of want him. I kind of, I kind of hope he comes on now. You know what? It, you know what I like in in a guy. It, it's it's always fascinating to me. It's a it's a big old guy with a high pitched voice. Yeah, that is just amazing it's great and it's natural for wrestling i think it works really good it catches your attention immediately see see he would now that um uh uh lars sullivan has disappeared because of uh racism and sexism and homophobia god what a disappointment he had that great tattoo oh my god he he needs to be the new uh uh the intellectual big big guy with a with a high pitched voice that that is intellectual. Oh, I love it. He could always be reading the New Yorker or something. <laughs> oh, that's good. Twan Tucker. Let's bring him on. I I liked him a lot. You know, you know, he- Hegel says about dialectics. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. He's just gonna look at somebody. He's just gonna be like. You must read Foucault and like walk away. <laughs> like he's a traditionalist too. He's not like he's very he's very much a mod- he's like a modern philosophy <laughs> fan. He's not postmodern at all. He doesn't like it. He believes that reason has a place in the world, and that's it. I love him. I love him already. We got the we got the character booked. That's it. Just get him on the show. Bring him in, guys. Bring him in. So what a great thing. And unfortunately, I guess Johnny's involvement, but it was before the bell, which is why I thought. It was gonna oh, yeah, happen, yeah, yeah. but then Adam Cole just runs away. I guess that that Gargano was gonna like super kick him in the ring, and then uh, Twan was gonna I, come I, in. I and could not him. wait. I could not wait. <laughs> I could not wait for it. I mean, I mean, really, even they if it's just for one week, like it would be so fun. Yeah, I, I was, I was gonna say they should have just booked a dusty finish where he gets the belt. But he only technically has the belt for like five minutes because then Regal comes out and is like, "That was clearly like not." <laughs> yeah, a fair yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I will put you down in the rule books as having been champion for five minutes, but I'm taking the belt back and giving it back to Adam. Yeah, Cole. or even, even just like have him win the match, but the bell never rang, so like he's walking around with the championship, like yeah, 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 but then yeah, he didn't yeah, yeah. actually get it. Because then just think about, like, all the antagonism you could heap on Adam Cole in the future. It's like, oh, yeah, some guy in wrestling school beat you, right? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be pretty good. I like it. Before we move on from uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and uh, the men's championship belt, I just wanted to really quickly, have you seen the show this week? This week? No. Unfortunately, 
That is very unfortunate. You can tell me about it. It's fine. You spoil me. It's fine. I'm going to spoil a couple things for Go you. Go for it. Uh, Guys, you're getting my live them, reactions. One, one of them is going to be later, but the first thing is um, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole are the two dumbest motherfuckers in the world. Okay, that tracks. Because that tracks with past experience. That's not a surprise. Because this this week, Regal announces that at the next takeover, it's going to be uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the belt, two out of three falls match, but there's a little twist. Regal says each fall is going to have a different stipulation. The first fall will have a stipulation picked by Johnny Gargano. The second fall will have a stipulation picked by Adam Cole. And if it goes to a third fall, Regal picks the stipulation. So we have like another confusing war games match where people won't and understand the rules. And these fuckers pick the stupidest stipulations I have ever heard. So Johnny picks first. These are these are this isn't all at once. Uh, Regal makes his announcement, and then later on there's a Johnny Gargano promo, and he's like, "I'm gonna pick a stipulation that I've become quite familiar with. For my stipulation, I pick a street fight." And I'm like, "You fucking idiot! That only helps Adam Cole. He's the one that will do whatever it like." He's just going to get his buddies to come in and hit you with hammers. Yeah, what the fuck? Are you an idiot? I thought Johnny Gargano, you can't get stupider than Johnny Gargano. Until... Adam Cole makes Adam it a Cole, cage match. Adam Cole has it. No, no, no. Even worse than a cage match. Okay. His stipulation is... A one-on-one wrestling match. I don't understand what that. Does isn't that, that mean? what? Isn't that what this is? What? Wait, what does that mean? Did he lose? <laughs> did he just look lose the stipulation? He was just like, I don't want to pick. <coughs> I don't know if it's I don't want to pick, or it's just normal rules. Oh or wait, what? wait. Does that mean like, like actual like Olympic style wrestling? Like they're not allowed to do throws and like. That's the only thing I can think. If if no striking, the, if but Adam Cole first, does striking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Cole does striking. If after the first ring or after the first fall, the refs come out and paint a circle in the yeah, middle of yeah, the ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be like, actually, this is good. Well, but I don't think that that's what's going on. I think that he's just like, let's just pro wrestle, baby. That's let's just that's pro wrestle. Ridiculous. He had the opportunity to pick, like, knife on a pole, and he picks that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he literally could have picked Johnny Gargano with his arms tied behind his back, Matt. Yeah, he probably could have. Sorry, that's my stipulation. Yeah. I just, I was kind of wondering you, if anybody You've never would... heard of the traditional Johnny Gargano with his arms tied behind his back match? Yeah. They've been doing it for at least 80 years. I don't know. I don't know. Or like a hardcore or like a no DQ match and just have like Roderick Strong and, and, and the rest of the guys come out and just shoot him with guns. Like, I don't understand okay. what's going on. 
this this also gets to something that I feel like we've touched Do we know what Regal's past. thing is, or it's going to be a surprise? No, no, no. It's a surprise. Because that's so stupid. Because it's going to hit that, then. Yeah, yeah. So that's, like, kind of... See, I don't like these overbearing rules kinds of stuff. You just make also, too many rules, also, and then everybody just... I don't know. I, I, I will point out that you kind of touched upon something that I don't think we've ever talked about, but has annoyed me for a long time. What is the difference between a street fight, a hardcore match, a no DQ match, and uh, a, a, like all of those matches? What's the difference? There are differences. I can't remember all of them, but I know a street fight means that it could go anywhere. I think it doesn't but have to be. But a no DQ be... match and a hardcore match right, can go anywhere. Right, but it, that would be like a hardcore. Because you can't be DQ'd. Right. So a street fight, I think. I don't think you can use weapons in a street fight, but they could use tables. You absolutely can use weapons in a street fight. I don't fight, know. Can't you? Yeah, I don't know for sure. I just think that a street fight you could go in and out of the ring. Hardcore match, you have to the falls only count in the ring. If you do a hardcore falls count anywhere kind of match or whatever, that's a street fight. That's basically a street fight. But but the thing is, I think a okay. street fight is usually associated with the city. I think saying street fight just without saying, like, the city that it's in is kind of a mistake. Because I think you have to say, like, a New York City street fight or whatever, or, like, a Seattle street fight or whatever. I think you have to do that. Because, yeah. And then I think also you're supposed to be able to actually go outside the building historically. Like, if you go, like, WCW and, like, WWF kind of stuff. But I don't think that they ever will. Because yeah, could you no, imagine the amount of security they would need now to go out of, outside Barclays Center where people are already doing amateur wrestling matches? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's why uh, at some point they just started going into the loading docks. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it's always... That's where uh, Braun Strowman flips a truck. That's where... Like, yeah. It, we can't there was... go out into the parking lot because some dumb idiot is going to walk up and be like... Adam Cole, baby! Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, Somebody comes out with their phone, world star, world star, who doesn't <laughs> even know what's going on. Like, there are people, yeah. if, especially if you're in, like, New York, there are a ton of people who probably don't know shit about wrestling who will walk by and see it and think it's a fight and call the cops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, shit, you never know. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's just you can't go out in the street anymore. But this, I don't know. I feel like there was traditionally a big difference. But now, I think you're right to bring it up. There isn't that much anymore. Hardcore, though, is almost always, like, with weapons that are specifically yeah, designed sure. to, like, hurt people. Like, you're supposed to have, like, barbed wire and shit. Like, they're supposed to bleed. But they won't well, because I, there's I, no bleeding anymore. You know anymore, what? This, so. is, this is, yeah, I was going to say, I think that this is the difference is hardcore match almost seems to imply there is going to be color. Yeah. And so they can't do hardcore matches anymore because they don't want blood. So they're like, eh, it's a street fight. It's all the rules of a hardcore match, but we're not yeah. guaranteeing and, that somebody's forehead gets busted And open. now when they have hardcore matches, they just like meet in chairs and tables and stuff. Except yeah. they'll have, like, tables and chairs matches, too. So it's very weird. So I don't know. You're, you're right to bring it up, but I definitely think... They have there, 18 ways of saying the same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, you're right to bring it up, but I definitely think there is or was a distinction at some point. I don't know if that applies anymore. And then this fucking idiot Adam Cole says a one-on-one -on -one wrestling match. That is so stupid. I can't believe that. I actually don't understand what that means. I don't understand what that means. 
I what does let, that mean? Isn't that let, what it let, is when they get in the ring for the first time anyway? Does that mean the street fight no longer applies? Or like the street fight is a one on one wrestling match, so I don't understand. Yeah, let's uh I'm I'm gonna do something that I don't usually do. You're gonna read about it and try and figure out what he means? Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh Okay, so apparently this is a type of match called a three stages of hell match. Oh, but how, he didn't say a three stages. Okay, oh no, okay, right. I understand. So the match is three stages of hell. Each stipulation is one stage. Yeah, that just just everybody. I mean, this this article on the sportster.com just calls it out. Uh, meanwhile, Cole has gone for a far more boring singles match. <laughs> it's just a regular fall. It's Yeah, it's just going to be a regular fucking thing. I just like, oh, I'm going for a street fight. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going for a fall. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. What if this is actually very interesting? What if this is a a storytelling technique to explain how different the world that these wrestlers live in in their head is from reality. Okay, and yeah. And Adam Cole demolishes Gargano in the street fight, and then Gargano wins the wrestling match. Because Adam Cole recently has been doing the I'm the best fucking wrestler, yeah. I out-technique you. I beat you in I, the center I, of I, the I, ring, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. nobody else. But when it comes down to it, even if he doesn't use the rest of the Undisputed Era, he's like a shifty, weird rap dude, you know? Like, he he lives on exploiting shit, not on, even though he is a great wrestler, playing by the rules. And Johnny Gargano, whose name is, li- I mean, he even calls it out in the thing. He's like, when I win this match you're no longer going to be able to call yourself johnny wrestling because i will have proven that you can't wrestle but like that is literally his character is he's good at one-on-one wrestling yeah so for him to be like actually now i'm a psycho i'm twisted baby i'm the joker i'm the joker baby yeah he's gonna come out in his stupid like superhero tights at this time it's the joker (laughs) And he's like, yeah, because he's like, I just love the street fight. I'm kind of going, I started doing Joker, and now I'm doing more Trump. We love the street fight. <laughs> we, we love, love the, street the street fight. fight, don't we? The street fight is uh, excellent. I love it. You love it. Everybody loves it. People have been saying more and more to me <laughs> recently, Johnny Gargano, and you know, you're you so can good it. at the you street fight. You can hear it fight. anywhere. You can go anywhere and hear it. You know, you go on the internet, you go online. And uh, I'm not saying that the Russians think I'm a good at street fighting, but like if the Russians thought I was good at street fighting, I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he has convinced himself that because of the whole Champa shit, he's like a dark, twisted menace. And it would be great if Adam Cole just whipped his ass in the street fight, and then he was like, <laughs> "Oh no! Like my thing is that I'm good at wrestling. That's why my name is Johnny Wrestling." Yeah, he comes out, and then like Adam Cole just like backbreakers him onto a cinder block and gets the gets the three count in five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Adam Cole comes out with the with the barbed wire covered bat and is like, I mean, this is what you asked for. I don't know what to fucking say, yeah, he's man. He's like pointing at it and shrugging, and then like Johnny's like looking at it like, oh shit, really? That? <laughs> Johnny like looks down and he's got like a kendo stick. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> I am so fucking screwed oh, right shit, now. Shit, I oh man, I fucked up. Oh. I should have said the one-on-one wrestling match. He's like God doing the it. tea with his hands so he can pull out his phone. He could be like, what's, what's the street fight? He's like, I thought I knew. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was where uh, uh, I almost won and then Ciampa got the win accidentally at the end. That's that's a street fight, oh, right? No, that was the last man standing match, Johnny. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is this is either the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard, or it's like a taut psychological thriller, a la Midsummer. Do you think they're getting ready to like get someone else over because someone's going to interfere with the match, and everybody's going to be like, "Yes, thank you, save us from the stupid stipulations," and then they're going to be the face of the company? It's Nikos Rikos. <laughs> it's Nikos Rikos. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a. I don't know. It uh, does sound Keith Lee. It does sound really terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, Keith Lee. So we can we can move on to Keith Lee. It's fine. We don't have to talk about Dexter Loomis next. Let's talk about Keith Lee because I like that. Let's let's talk about the most important thing about Keith Lee. Is he the new Cassius uh, Ono? I was gonna say. Did you see him wearing that NJPW knockoff King yes, of Saiyans T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm surprised Bandai didn't sue him for. <laughs> <laughs> They've been very litigious what? with their fighting game recently, so I wonder. I I just the second he showed up in that, I was like, okay, so like him and ACH, and they come out and they do the Ginyu force. But I had been pose, saying that, right? Yeah, but right? Yeah, but I've been saying this. Didn't I? Did <laughs> did I tell you this yet before? The, my whole thing, my whole my my idea for a new stable now with ACH. Now that ACH is there, ACH Keith Lee and Shane Thorne anime club oh that's isn't good. it good and yeah because they're all like yeah, big they... anime nerds like shane thorne even has the fucking berserk thing tattooed on his hip like he's guaranteed an anime nerd and like they cut co- they come out in the saiyan armor oh and the, yeah. and the and the the uh, scouter uh, yeah the scouter and they do the ginyu force pose it's like that's it. This is this is a fucking slam dunk. Anime club, dude. WWE. Every every, yeah, yeah. every takeover they have a different they do a different like you know, basic bitch anime show cosplay. Like they do One Piece one year. I, I know one of them loves One Piece. I think it's Keith Lee. Loves One Piece. They come out in like pirates or shit. I don't actually <laughs> watch One Piece, so I don't know anything about it, but I think just for just for that for that one takeover. Yeah. Uh, Minoru Suzuki also shows Oh, yeah, that's up, right, because he loves, loves One Piece. Piece as well. Oh, my God. That's good. That's really good. I, I love the um, idea of Anime Club. I think that this could really... I think it has legs. I think it really does. And calling the group Anime like, like, Club like, is like, just so great. Yeah. You could have all these backstage segments where they're, like, sitting around yelling about shit. Like every, like every Anime Club, uh, they all fight about which character they are. The, so, like... At one one time they all come out and they're all dressed like uh, Trigun guy. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm 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 clearly Vash. I'm 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 him. I'm I'm him. Come on, I got I got the red the red overcoat. And then ACH is like, I also have a red overcoat. I'm 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 Trigun guy. 
backstage. They're eating Doritos. They're just like yelling at each other. They're like rolling dice for da- Dungeons and Dragons and shit. It, it would be so cool. Oh, yeah, because ACH. They're, hold on, hold on. They're the, so they're the nerds. They're, back- they're the the nerds, and they're giant. But and but the, kill but you. they're but they're but they're they're nerds. APA. Yes. Where they're in the back and they're acting oh! all tough, but they're playing D and D. Nerds APA. They have the the bubblegum cigars. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, yeah. nerds APA. This is so good. Oh, guys, come on, come on, guys. Book it like that. You won't, you won't neglect it. Keith Lee yells, "Darn!" Yes. Oh, shades of high school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because now ACH is there. So we can talk about that. We can talk about Keith Lee. Keith Lee and his weird semi Cassius Ono turn, where now he's yeah, like, he's kind of he's being so glum now, talking in the back about how his year was so sucky. But it's like it wasn't. You had that awesome, you had that awesome series with Dijak, who apparently was just injured, so he's yeah. not he's not he's not released from the company for having a weird gimmick. But then he lost to uh, King of the Vampires. King of the Vampires. Oh. Did you? Oh, they had they had it to the, they had it this week. I didn't watch. Yeah, it. I'm gonna. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I'm, spoil I'm, that. I'm gonna, I'm I knew be... that Damian Priest was gonna win. I mean, come on. Let me just put it like this: Damian Priest is on fire. He comes out and headbangs and people like it. He comes out and he has the stupidest. Does a fake I arrow to the screen and then it it's lights on never fire. on it's time. Literally, it's never on time. <laughs> He's always shooting the arrow after it goes off, which is not his and, fault. And because he, it's, and he does it twice. Yeah. Because he shoots the arrow at the main screen and then he gets and he in shoots the at the, of the ceiling ring, and he shoots it straight up and that's also always. But it's not his fault because you have to wait for the cue. If you shoot it and then it takes like four minutes and then it comes off, it's like you look like an even bigger idiot. But it's it's almost it's like just a bad call. They need. It's almost like they need a PA that is in his eye line but not in the camera line to go. Now. Or just give him a fucking wireless switch he can hold in his hand. <laughs> yeah, a wireless switch. Or even just an earpiece that he discreetly takes out before yeah. the match. While he's headbanging, it just flies out of his... <laughs> I, I gotta say, I love Damien. It flies oh. out and hits Izzy in the face. Yes! <laughs> even better. Does she like him? I can't tell. She thinks he's hot, right? <laughs> yeah, she's going through changes. They all, they all, they all think he's hot. They love him. I think he's hot too, even though he's got like kind of a weird looking face. He's great. He's great. He's he's beautiful. He's a little bit too vampire. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's I think he's a little bit I think he's just enough outside of vampire for me. Because I don't like vampire, but I think I like him. I like that they keep teasing the vampire, but they're like, we don't know how deep we want to go with this. Because his whole thing, like his motto is live forever. You know what? And they gotta go just shallow. They gotta go shallow. Extra and blade. That's it. In that club no, scene, he, extra and blade. That's it. That's the but, deepest but that's, you go. But that's the you problem. can't tell that they're vampires with, with except saying, that it's insinuated that they are. With him saying live forever, he isn't an extra in blade. He's the bad guy from Blade. Yeah, but I don't want him to be the bad guy from Blade because you have to root against the bad guy. And I like Damien Priest a lot. <laughs> I mean, look, there's going to be a theme. Running through this entire podcast, everybody knows already, I love big giant guys. Damien Priest doesn't yeah, look necessarily like he's a big giant guy. 
The motherfucker is tall as hell. He is a big, giant yeah. guy. I love him. I love him. I really like him. Shoot him to the fucking moon. Get him on Raw. <laughs> Universal Championships looking kind of boring, right? Well, Brock has it again. Have him beat Brock. It's fine. Have him have him show up on uh, uh, Raw and approach Aleister Black and be <gasps> like, brother. Why did they never do that? Keep Aleister on. And then, hold on, Alec, I'm taking it one step further. They have a new manager. It's Gangrel. It's Gangrel. <laughs> That's exactly what it's I was going to go for. They're putting the brood back together, baby. Yes, but this time they got black hair. <laughs> well, Alistair, whatever. They're brunettes. They're brunettes now. <laughs> it's a totally different gimmick, guys. Ooh, I love it. Oh, but Alistair's so much smaller than Damien Priest. How's it gonna work? And 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 it needs but it needs to be like a, a undercover cop style. So people are always like, Are you a vampire? And they're like, no, That's ridiculous. I'm not a vampire. Vampires don't exist. And then they yeah, walk yeah. away chuckling. You know you have you you know you have to tell me if you're a vampire. I'm not a vampire. <laughs> That's like a cop. You know, if you're a vampire, you have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point. That's that awesome. I, I love it. But then but then like whenever they do a locker room promo, they're outside the locker room and they're like, Can I can I come in? Can I come in? <laughs> they're like, Yeah, come in. We're we're trying to do a okay. Thank you. So, so you're inviting me in. Okay, great. great, great. <laughs> I love it. That's good. They can cover up all the mirrors. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, Damian Priest is awesome. Yeah, you know, you and me, Alec. We know how to book wrestling. I think so. I think we should. Uh, I think we should really consider getting our own promotion together. Hell yeah! I would call it Hell the. Yeah, uh, N-Y-G-P-W-A-A, New York Giants Professional Wrestling Association of America. <laughs> That's us, baby, because we're the New York Giants. What was our other one? Was it George Bush did 9-11? No, I think that was, was like, oh, man, we'll have to go back and listen, which is something I never do. <laughs> oh, the Axis of Evil. That's who we the were. We were the Axis of Evil. Axis yeah. of evil. George Bush axis of you. <laughs> yeah, that one won't play very well. So I think we're uh, Giants, dude. Sorry. So yeah, and we we I guess we should call ACH Jordan Miles now. I guess right. Yeah. I don't like that as much. I like ACH better. Jordan Jordan smiles because oh, he's no. one note. Smiles for miles. That's what they said. Oh God. Oh no. They ruined him. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I hope that they give him some depth. I, I what was what was uh, Shane Strickland's new name? Oh, Isaiah Scott, right? Swerve. Yeah, but he's always yeah, Swerve. He, he was always Swerve, even when he was no, Shane Strickland. But but he lost to uh, what's his name? That I was mean, weird. I thought it was weird that they don't put him push him right to the moon because he's like except, the next except Ricochet. That, except that the second the next like four mm, showed yeah. up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why he won. Yeah. Because they didn't want Swerve to lose to, uh, I think, ACH, right? No, oh, no, jo it's ACH Jonah Rock, versus... I think, is going to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's Swerve versus Jonah Rock. And that makes sense. Uh, or, or it's it's uh, Lee versus Jonah Rock. And uh, Angel Garza versus Buck, yes. ACH. Angel Garza. Buck, yes. Very good, man. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not going to spoil that match. No, I, I, you don't need to. Fuck it. He's awesome. He's, he's related to the guy who, as far as I know, but I'm sure there was a guy before him because there's always a guy before of a guy before invented the pants ripoff gimmick yeah so i mean come on come on you gotta have that it's, it's, it's a family yeah, tradition yeah. and i'll tell you right now who else rips off pants i think tai chi does it but i can't even remember who else tai chi does who do else it. rips off pants no one rips off pants like a garza watch that watch that match he yeah. does it better than anybody that shit is awesome and i know i i have to thank um some guy on twitter mr lariato who watches Lariato? Oh yeah, Mr. Who Lariato, he puts up yeah. he puts up He's gifs great. of everything, and that's the whole reason I even know who Hector Garza was. But and then you could watch matches of him. So good shit. Go follow that guy. And I mean, I mean, they don't really. There seems to in this breakout competition, right. there seems to be very clearly two tiers. But they didn't get any scrubs. No. All of these guys are going to be fucking They're amazing. all great. Oof. Yeah. I, I, I'm uh, very excited to see the future with these guys there. The, the, the only thing that I would say, again, going back to ACH, is um, I wish he they gave him something deeper than just he smiles a lot, but I did like him doing the, the little kid. Yes. Uh, that was very cute. Fists under his chin, smile, kicking his legs after he won. Interestingly enough, who normally loves that kind of shit, and I'm going to remember to bleep his name here, Ooh. he said he was a little too much. A little too much? I was like, wow, a little too much? I don't know, so we're going to have to what, see. What, with the, with the smiling or with the feet I, kicking? Because the feet kicking no, is perfect. Not, I don't think that. I think the whole thing, the whole <clears throat> yeah, character was a little too again, much. Again, I think, I think it's because they took a wrestler who is incredibly well-rounded both technically and as a like emotive performer and they were like you're gonna be the guy that likes smiling yeah he's like god he had an amazing feud with um eddie kingston where the the emotional like breakdown stuff and all this stuff because they were like friends and then eddie turns on him oh surprise but anyway it's (laughs) (laughs) who would have guessed but it was great like the whole idea and like he he broke down like eddie kingston and he was like you you want to blame everybody else for your problems who would have guessed that the guy whose personality is literally like uh pseudo hate crime at a parade would be would be, I love Eddie Kingston. I think Eddie Kingston might be like the best. He might be wrestling Jesus or something. Like I don't understand. He's just so he's, good. he's really good. He's so good. We saw him wrestle. Yeah, he's amazing. He's so good. I love. There's We've this seen one him quote, wrestle there's twice. One line by him I think that I love from something that he did. I don't even know. It's like, you know why I wear a bandana? Because I used to wear one out in the street when I had to beat somebody up when I didn't want them to know it was me. And then he winks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's just so awesome. But yeah, so he had a great feud with him, and you could hold on, see hold on ACH. one second, hold on one yeah. second. I I need to send you something. Uh, we can cut this out, but I just ACH impression of Eddie Kingston 
talking about how he's got to go kick uh, Kevin Steen's ass for talking shit about his family. That's incredible. Uh, I got a wife. I love Eddie the Edwards. best moment you know, of that whole video. They both is work right at the all end. The time, every ADHD weekend to do this. And because I got to take, take you out. Because I can't stop until wow. I take you out. It's not. And, and when I go back home, is, my wife, she loves me. My face goes, you're becoming a different man. She goes, Eddie, you're not the same. Oh, listen, you hug your kids different. This sounds exactly like you, bro. And it really bothers me that I gotta look my child in the eye and I gotta tell him, Daddy has to go because Daddy has to stop steam from talking about a family. I gotta, I gotta defend our family. So yeah, so we've seen ACH deliver really good like emotion and not just smiling. I think there's more to ACH than just smiling. So hopefully they do that. That was incredible, okay. by the way. I, I can't... I'm going to be stuck on it Alec. in a little bit, but, like, I have to get back. Alec, Alec, Alec. Yeah. New fantasy booking. Change ACH's character. It's just Eddie Kingston. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> then we can have both. We can have both on NXT. It's it's like it's like a cartoon thing where whenever he gets bonked in the head, he's like, "Oh, I'm it's back!" The, it's the fucking. I black gotta machismo. put in work tonight. I gotta put in work. It's black machismo, but with ACH yeah, yeah. and Eddie Kingston. Exactly. That's, <laughs> oh no, that's too good. Yeah, you know what? Anime Club, Black Machismo, but with Eddie Kingston. I think we're going we're going places. We got to start this. Guys, I think we're going to open up a, a Patreon. Uh, all you got to do is uh, give us $1,000 a month that we can book your favorite wrestlers the way that they should be booked, which is um, like this. <laughs> like something out of a fucking fever dream. <laughs> yeah, but that's the best way. So other breakout stars. Breakout stars. We're all breakout stars now. And I got to yeah, talk yeah. about this. This is his favorite. And I'll bleep him. I'm just saying that so that I remember to bleep him. And then I'll cut the part yeah, where sure. I say and I'll bleep him. Or I'll leave it all in and then I'll put a buzzer or something. I don't know. Whatever. It'll be fine. Whatever. Um, Dexter Loomis, the serial killer. And I did not know if I was going to like this gimmick because you can't, you cannot, in wrestling, you cannot do a realistic looking serial killer gimmick. Because a serial killer doesn't wrestle. A serial killer will come yeah, up yeah. behind you and kill Kills. you. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna fight you and then kill you either. A ser a serial killer puts a plastic bag over your head until you pass out and then you wake up in a Yeah, basement. the serial killer is not a wrestler. It does not work that way. <laughs> it's not it's not naturally a thing. But it's it's kind of the same way that like you can do a cop or like a, a prison guard right, character like Big Boss because Man. They're well known for having nightsticks and beating people. Yeah. Uh, but then every time you do a soldier thing, it's kind of like, well, no, soldiers just shoot Yeah, people. no, it like, doesn't make sense. Even Sergeant Slaughter was a drill instructor, I think. So that yeah, made more yeah, yeah. sense than... And like, and like kill shot on... Uh, uh, Lucha uh, Underground. Lucha Underground. Swerve. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's swerve, true. baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we got kill shot, um, but, uh, even kill shot, it was like, he was like a retired yeah. sniper with like, with like PTSD. So it was kind of more a, like, he doesn't know how to fit into polite society. So now he's doing underground fighting. Right. That makes sense. 
But like whenever they come out in a uniform, I'm like, just bring your gun. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But like, so the serial killer gimmick I thought was going to be like a total flop, but he actually really made it look good. You could tell instantly the minute this guy walked out that I was going to love him because his physique is fucking banging. Holy <laughs> shit, this guy looks good. He is big. He is tall. He's got like a really big musculature. He's got these weird sleeves. He hasn't tattoos. had a glass of water oh my God, in like no. he knows, three days. He knows exactly how to prepare for a for a marquee match baby <laughs> and he is good he does this he does the velveteen dream slither thing he does the weird like disaffected looks the only thing i didn't like is that when he had the guy in the headlock he asked the the ref to uh ask him and he's like ask him again yeah. and i said he shouldn't talk at all but that, that's part of the gimmick he should never talk not like he doesn't have a good yeah. voice but he should never talk i love the gloves um you told me you love the like the picture frame thing I liked the picture frame until uh, when he did it on the turnbuckle. Yeah. And he did it because he, he does the picture frame at the guy's head, and then he looks to the audience to see if he's getting a response, and it's like, no, you're supposed to look through. The point of making the picture frame is yeah, that you yeah. look through it. You don't, you don't make it and then go like, hey, guys, you see? Yeah, but I, I think he was just getting excited. I think, yeah, I, I think that, that that's probably also why he said ask him because he was just like, Oh God, I got to do something. It's a lull. I, I don't, I don't think that it's, I got to do something. I think that it's more like adrenaline kicks in yeah. and you go back to doing what you usually do in wrestling, which is like looking to the audience and talking to yeah. the ref. But if you're a weird disaffected serial killer, you don't do either yeah. of those. And I got to say, he looked great. I mean, not just that. I, I also was a little nervous about liking him because he kind of looks like his head and his face area. Just kind of looks like some weird alt-right guy. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I mean, it yeah. fits with the serial yeah. killer thing. But, like, at the same time, I don't want to be cheering for no alt-right guy. Like... He yeah. kind of has that kind of haircut. I mean, you'd have to have that haircut. Keep it, keep it, keep it serial killer and not uh, American history. If you're acts. like a fastidious serial killer, you have to have like a very clean haircut. It makes sense, but yeah. I don't know. And the, with the mustache, I mean, the mustache is good because it's creepy. I, I don't know. There's, there's something there that's just making me get a little nervous. But I will tell you, the minute I saw those fucking, uh, those fucking pecs, baby, I was one over instantly. The traps, everything looked great. The jeans, gloves, the, oh, my God, that awesome moment where he gets out of a move from Joe to Rock, then he goes into, like, a side slam, and then instantly into the leg drop, I thought was so killer. And using a leg drop, too. Like, we're in the old times now. I like that. Um, let me say one thing about Dexter mm -hmm. Lewis. Commentary. We get that he's creepy. We get that he's creepy, guys. I, I, I think that I didn't even have an issue so much with how often they mentioned it, but that they always put it at the beginning. The ones that, that worked the best for me were when they were like, oh my god, you know, Jonah Rock with an amazing display of power, but I just can't get past how creepy Dexter is. That worked better than when they would just be like, Damn, Dexter creepy. Yeah, I didn't like You it. see how creepy this guy wow, is, look guys? at his creepy dead eyes. I'm looking at him already. You don't have to. I mean, he's very striking. 
I'm looking at him. He's 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 telegraphing that he's creepy very oh, clearly. Yeah. Oh yes. I want to see more of him. I'm pissed that he's out of the tournament. See, see, I think that the problem we're running into is the opposite problem that we had with the tag team tournament, which was the tag team tournament, every single match was incredibly up in the air. It, it, it was always competitive until the last match when it was, oh, yeah, we know who's going to yeah, win this yeah. thing. Um, and so I think that what they're doing is they're trying to make the semifinals and the final match very competitive so that you get into it but then that means that all of the early round matches you're like well there's a guy whose name i know and who is incredibly good at wrestling and then there's another guy who seems pretty good too but um i'm guessing the the first one is gonna win yeah yeah i know but uh yeah no so the breakaway tournament breakout tournament really cool um any predictions on who's gonna take it all any predictions on who's going to take it all? I mean, so what? It's uh, ACH versus Angel Garza. I know how that, that well. You could tell me how. I already know it's supposed to be Angel Garza. If it's not, I'm going to be a little annoyed. ACH. Really, I'm a little annoyed, guys. Sorry. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. It was a really good, obviously, it was a of really course. good match, though. Um, uh, those two guys, I mean, they're also both just so incredibly charismatic in different ways that it's, it's very yeah. fun. Uh, and then it's Jonah Rock versus, uh, what's his name? Trevor Lee? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, and that's like a, oh, that's gonna... I I feel like Jonah Rock jo is yeah, going to win Jonah that. I think Jonah Rock is going to win that, too. I almost want to say that means that ACH is going all the way. I, I, you know what? I'd be happy with that because I like ACH. Yeah. But Jonah Rock is pretty good. They might, they might have a rocket on him because he beat. Honestly, yeah. like I think between him and Loomis, it was kind of a toss-up because the crowd reaction. But, it, with but Loomis, again, I know, I know, it's a guy I know versus a guy that I've heard about. Well, no, I, I was, I was gonna just say, it's that weird, like. uh NXT trying to be iconoclasts where like if this was the main roster obviously Jonah Rock is going to win he's the bigger guy yeah so I feel like that's why somebody at NXT is like let's give it to ACH yeah no it's true but I mean like ACH could just win anyway based on the fact that he's he's really over I think I hope yeah uh he's yeah over. so it would be good to see him everybody win. Yeah, loves that it dude. would be good to see him win and then actually I guess Oh shit! It's Anime Club Implosion is going to happen before they even start, because that's the whole storyline no, with Keith Lee that that he's like bemoaning everything and he's like whatever and he's losing the debut priest. But he was talking before about how pissed off he was that there was an eight man tournament, right? And that these yeah. guys get an opportunity, and he's like, I never got an opportunity, so he's going to fight ACH. But guess who else from a million years ago? was talking about the eight men and he's like there's guys that you're not using right now who's like really pissed off in a in a, in a parking lot interview was shane thorn so i think yeah. all three of them are gonna fight each other at some point because they're all pissed at each other except for hgas um, ach right now he can't be pissed at anybody a, it's not there's a fourth guy who who else was pissing off about that um the return of Killian Dane. That's right. 
We should talk about that and how uncomfortable it must have been to have that hoodie wrapped up so tight around his face with that big-ass <laughs> beard in there. Yeah. I, when you said how uncomfortable, I thought you were going to go to uh, having his entire persona be about the troubles. But, yeah, that's also uncomfortable. That's fine. I'm sure he's used to that, the the troubles thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure probably. everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's your car. <laughs> that's your character. You lost everything in a political upheaval. Although there was this this horrible moment when, I mean, I always knew, you know, he, he, he's uh, the Beast of Belfast, so I knew he was from Northern Ireland. But for some reason, when he's watching weird home movies of just people getting shot in the head yeah. and shit, uh, I was like, oh, no, he he isn't like part of the Orange Brigade, is he? Oh, he isn't, like, one shit. Of those... <laughs> See, this, this is the thing. You're right. Dexter Loomis, just because of American reactionaryism, you go like, oh, they could take this in a weird, like, neo-Nazi conservative way, and I don't like it. But most Americans have such little understanding about Ireland that they aren't going to make that into a weird racist thing because they don't, they're yeah. like, what? They're all Irish, be like, right? Yeah. I, I forget <laughs> who was on what side or what they thought about, but I know they were like fighting each other. I get it. And they're like, yeah, don't yeah, realize yeah. there's like ideological, like nasty, like horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> She's stuck and, and not, and not just ideological, and but real like real life, like weird, just walk out in the street and just shit. <laughs> weird, weird, like niche racism of like, you know, the difference between like, well, I'm a Protestant English Irish yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Racism, xenophobia, yeah. like the anti-religion, like the whole, the religious conflicts, the, the whole, whole thing. thing. And they're and just it's like, like some of the worst stuff around, like, and they're yeah, just turning yeah. it into a character. I wonder how he feels about that. That's probably fucked up. It's probably fucked up, but but like you said, it's probably also something where yeah, because I bet it. he's I heard mean, like, it before. I bet he's heard it before, going around there like, oh well, you're gonna be from that. Well, uh, also, <laughs> I don't. I'm not even gonna say he's heard it before. I'm guessing that when he started out wrestling in Ireland, that's like a natural like. Yeah. Okay, are you from Northern Ireland or are you from Ireland proper? Okay, that's part of your gimmick. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you could get, like, Puerto Rico stab you, throw things at your heat for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. So, I don't know. But I, I, I'm just I'm just now imagining an entire Irish promotion that is literally oh, just the God. IRA versus the Orange Brigade. Oh, God. Or, like, a promotion <laughs> in the region. Like, they come down south, and they're dressed up all in – oh, no. <laughs> oh that's scary to me i feel like that's gonna cause like a real riot <laughs> so anyway um however really happy to see killian yeah Dane it is back. good to see him back i like that he took out matt riddle i can't wait to see him do that uh that like chain finisher that he does so yeah we've we've got a bunch of uh guys who weren't given their shot and a bunch of young guys who uh are given a shot right out of the gate. So that might be a fun little powder keg waiting to go off. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much the men's, right? We're, like, pretty much good with the men's? No, there's one one Who's, last thing. Who am I missing? And I'm about to spoil something. 
huge okay. video. So this is such a big spoiler that even though you just said spoiled me on the thing, I want you to sign off right yeah. now. It's okay for me it's to be fine. spoiled. It's okay for me to be spoiled. I'm going to watch it anyway today, so I might as well learn about it today when I'm going to watch it. So Roderick Strong has been having a feud with Velveteen Dream. Roderick Strong pinned the Dream in uh, the uh, eight-man yeah. tag right. match. And he's like, hey, I pinned you, brother. That means that you got to give me a, a match. Velveteen Dream just literally keeps saying, eh, nah. Yeah, I don't he says think you're so. not ready. Yeah, he's like, I, no, I'm not going to fuck with Roderick Strong, the guy who's been wrestling longer than me, isn't ready for this yeah, opportunity. Yeah. Um, so Roderick Strong, uh, Velveteen Dream comes out. He's in full Hollywood Hulk Hogan oh, mode God, okay. this week. Um, uh, Everybody's chanting Hollywood Dream, which is that very is good. good. Uh, and he issues an open challenge. He wants to, to wrestle somebody for this belt at the upcoming takeover. And Roderick Strong comes out, and of course he's like, no. <laughs> Roderick Strong is like, what the fuck do you mean no? You said that you want to wrestle somebody, and I pinned you. What the fuck? And he's like, no, I want somebody that's going to actually challenge me. And then... Whose music hits, but the bruiser weight. Yes. <laughs> that's not a spoiler. That's good news. Uh, he no longer has the UK championship and has apparently run away from all responsibility in NXT Fuck UK. Em. They don't care. Who cares? Fuck them. Fuck them. I can't watch them. I want Bruiser away. Pete Dunn right back here. Oh, yay. Uh, he, he shows up and uh, uh, is like, yeah, I, I want that belt. And Velveteen Dream's like, okay, you got a match. And Roderick Strong throws a hissy fit. Of course. Uh, and they and hate each other. They all get, they all get into a fight, obviously. Um, and then uh, later on in the show, that wasn't even the closer. I was a little pissed off because – it goes to commercial with uh, Pete Dunne in the middle of the ring staring at the Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong, who are both at the top of the ramp. And I'm like, and that's the end of the show. And then I look down, and it's like halfway through. And it's like, <laughs> that's your fucking climax. What the fuck? Um, but then later on in the show, I'm glad it wasn't the climax, because later on in the show, Roderick Strong goes to Regal, and he's in peak whiny Roderick Strong mode and he's like you know he just shows up and he just takes my opportunity I pinned the guy at the 8 man and Regal's like well I was actually going to supersede the Velveteen Dream and make the match you versus the Velveteen Dream at the next takeover for the belt but uh, then you swung at Pete Dunne so now it's going to be a three way ah. So now it's, it's 
it's gonna be fine no matter what happens. Because if Pete Dunne loses, it's because there's three people in the ring, and he would have won if there was only two. And if and if Velveteen Dream loses, it's okay because there's only there's three people, and he would have won if there was only two. Yeah. So it's difficult. No, no, no. I I, I think that I think that I think that they're doing a good job of protecting everybody. Yeah. Also, you know. Three-way, this is the thing that we always say whenever anyone from the Undisputed Era is wrestling, but three-way means that there's no fucking disqualifications. That's true. So. And, 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 and later on, after the three-way gets announced, even later on, uh, Adam Cole has a promo. Oh, it's the same promo where he talks about the one-on-one wrestling match. But um, uh, he's like, I prophesized it at the beginning of the year, and you're starting to see it come true. By the end of this year, Undisputed Arrow will be draped in yeah. gold. So, I like it. I like the idea. Maybe, maybe, at, maybe at Toronto, uh, Undisputed Arrow wins the belts back, and uh, Roderick Strong gets the North American, and Adam Cole retains against Gargano, and then we get just a just a bunch of little gold belt boys. Love it. Yeah. So I just wanted to spoil That's that. Okay. That's okay. That's not it's even no a spoiler. A I'm fine. I'm I'm so fine. You surprised me right there. I got I popped right there. It's just like I would have popped on the couch. And now Emily's not there because she's at work right now. So if if I was watching it at home and I saw it and I yelled, she would get mad at me. So this is good. <laughs> so now so now it's gonna happen and you're going. I'm gonna to yell be, much at a lower uh, volume because I'm still gonna yell. Yeah. And she's going to be like, I thought that you liked that guy. <laughs> she won't do it. She's not watching. She's got her headphones in. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now. Okay. Let's, so let's that's finish the up. division. We're ending with the most important division, the women's yeah, division. Yeah, well, of course, because Shayna's had that belt so long, it's the only belt that means a lot. That is incredibly yeah, true. Yeah, it means a shitload. Although I would say. Velveteen Dreams successfully defended his a couple of times, so it means a bit. Uh, and it's not just hot shining back and forth between the same two guys, so I do like that. But uh, and 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 you know, uh, and the tag belts uh, are gonna start even have, more now. Yeah, yeah. The Street Profits have already uh, defended twice. Yeah, so that's true. That's so cool. it is good. But uh, there's nothing. The tenure of Shayna Baszler is kind of oh yeah unimpeachable right now. She's especially approaching like after Oscar that levels fucking, at this point. Especially after that fucking uh, steel cage match. Yeah, Are you that was great. Me? I love that too. That she wins that... on like a weenie. Like I just fell out. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's perfect. So it's perfect. Um, it's especially perfect. That match was, I feel, impeccably. It was booked. good. It was good. The, 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 you know, uh, Maria Shafir and uh, Jasmine Duke come in at exactly the right moment. They do exactly yeah, the right the shit. Door. Yeah. Then Candace, Candace LeRae shows up. She does exactly the right shit. Everybody gets hit by the other team. So everybody is like uh, in a compromised state. You know, it's one of these things where, like, you you don't want to make Io Shirai look weak at all, obviously. 
especially considering at the end of it uh uh she goes fucking yeah. you know like crazy and is like has an even tougher new persona like you don't want to make her look weak but you also can't in any way sacrifice Shayna Baszler oh yeah to make her look strong because then it just undercuts her whole title reign and they fucking usually they aren't this good but I really I really feel like they put all the puzzle pieces together just absolutely perfectly yeah they it worked out really well I was getting a little annoyed at the cage because sometimes sometimes you'll book a match with a cage and there's no function for the cage and it's really annoying like if people aren't doing moves that incorporate the cage and I don't count jumping off the cage. People, people aren't people aren't trying to scale yeah. it. People aren't trying to get out. I of it I don't count jumping off the cage. They're just hanging yeah. out in a in a fucking. I don't rank. like that. I don't even like when they jump off the cage because I think that's extreme. I, I don't I, whatever. I know it's cool, but whatever. It's not that cool to me. But I like uh, especially especially when they don't when they, when they just climb the cage to jump off of it. I liked uh, Io Shirai climbing the cage to try yeah. to get out getting beaten up at the top of the cage, spending a bunch of time on the top of the cage, and then going, well, after all that, I want to go back in to beat yeah, up. Yeah, that's fine. Shane that's fine. No but I like the the thing... Because that tells a little story. The thing story. that I like the most, actually, about this was the door play. Like, I like the idea of the door coming oh, yeah. in. Because that's always the thing. The thing that really always pisses me off about cage matches is just the idea that one guy is always in the corner with the door... So stupid. I think yeah. that what they do, there's, there's a There's, time there's a special ref that yeah. just hangs out by the door to open and close Yeah, but it like when you. you start the match, what's stopping the guy in that corner from just walking out? I think there's usually a time limit where they have the door chained up or something like that. I don't know if that's yeah. really the case. That might have been the case for this one because the ref took the chain off, I think, and then uh, the four horsewomen interviewed. Or do they – I don't think that they start in that corner. No, they do. So. Yeah, it's the it's the yeah exactly it's the it's the bottom right corner from from hard camp position. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's really dumb, and I've always hated that about those doors. But they really incorporated the door a lot, and the idea that the interference was like holding the door and stuff like that, I really liked because the door is, I think. The cool, yeah, Mar- the cool uh, part um, of the cage. Jasmine Duke had a really great moment. And all it was was not only closing the door, but re-sliding yeah. the bolt and then, like, laughing at Io Shirai. And it's like, that's, yeah. it that's w- good. It worked out. It's simple, yeah, but it's good. It worked out good, and it made the whole match much better. It made the cage have a purpose being there. And then also the finish yeah. incorporated the cage, uh, the door, versus the other thing, which I like. I like yeah. when they get out of the door. So that was cool. So to me, I like that. Uh, I thought it worked out really good. I think it it was good that it was a cage match. I was expecting a hardcore match. We were talking about this already because of the chair in the last takeover where she did the moonsault with the chair. I was like, oh, boy, it's going to be a hardcore match now. But we didn't get that. We got a cage match, which is just as good. And I'm, I'm actually really happy with this. I think it probably was better than the hardcore match could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the Candace stuff I thought was okay. I thought you guys – I, I told you. I told you. Yeah, but I? I mean they aren't they aren't they aren't doing Dark Candace, but I love Dark EO Dark is good. Eo. Dark EO is good. 
Ode- Odeo Shirai, as I yeah. call her, is uh, really fucking great. So um, Dark EO is Dark EO awesome. is really good. Uh, and and even though they clearly aren't taking Candace Dark, I like that she actually fucking responded. Oh, this good. Week. She came out and attacked Io Shirai or something, or yeah, Io Shirai um, had a match with uh, Casey Candazzo. Yeah, Cat- Cat- is that her name? I think. Yeah, or whatever. The, the Ninja the, Warrior. Uh, the Ninja She's Warrior good. lady. I like her. Um, uh, and Io Shirai instantly started oh, whooping her ass, and then Candice LeRae came in and whacked her in the back of the head with good. a steel okay, chair. Good. Okay, great. Oh. In the back of the head. I mean, back okay. of All right. shoulders. It's it's supposed. Okay. To, you know. It's not like they were responding to AEW and they were like, "We can injure <laughs> our guys too." Okay, assholes, you smashed that chair, and now I'm mad. So I'm gonna take it out on our talent. <laughs> Again, I, I going back to something that I said before. Uh, the jobbers in the women's division are much more. Uh, booked to look much more competent you got casey who but she's she's signed also obviously she was that's another thing to keep in mind she's signed also the other guys they weren't signed but i mean like but i mean like you know she this was she came out if she instantly gets if i wanted someone to bump for me Um, like crazy i'd probably pick her really really great jobber uh, I forgot what her name is, but uh, the woman that Bianca Belair tore apart. What, the one from Buffalo, like a long time ago? or No, just recently, like a couple weeks ago. You don't remember this match? This match is seared in my head. Huh. Bianca Belair ripped apart Priscilla Zuniga. Uh, throw your mind back almost two years ago to when Asuka and Ember Moon were having a feud. And a jobber came out and Asuka said into the mic before their match, Ember Moon, this is your head. And then the bell rung and then she kicked a woman in the head and the woman flew out of the ring. Do you remember that? That was her? That's that's this woman, yeah. So she's she is she is designated as the woman that gets destro- destroyed by dominant female uh, uh, competitors. Bumps like a champ. Bumps like a champ. Um, what she does here is uh, to show Bianca Belair that she's not afraid. The first thing she does is walks up and slaps her in the chest. And Bianca Belair elbows her in the head, takes Oh, I remember that now. Yeah, I remember it now. And proceeds to grab her by the hair and thrash her just with no skill, just hitting her over and over again. And I was like, this is – she eventually goes back to the feats of strength and the the press and all of that shit. But I was like – this is the fucking edge that Bianca Belair needed. Now that she's lost a couple of times, she needs to go. I'm no longer cool and calm because I'm on top of the world. I've lost, and now I'm fucking yeah. angry. I was so fucking yeah. happy. It looked so great. It looked 
that, that's good. Is that the one where she does the, the Steiner, the Scott Steiner press, and then just walk out from under them and they fall behind you? That's okay. Yes, so that I, I totally so. remember this match. That was great. Yeah. She, she, she also, I think, did like one of those gut wrench throws where she like almost hammer tosses yeah, 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 you. Yeah, yeah, It was, it was really just, oh my God. I like, I, I'm excited to see her as champ and she better be at some point. She, she definitely will, but, uh, you know, who's coming for that ass. Who's coming for that ass. Mia Yim is coming for that That's ass. That's right. Mia Yim. She beat Mia up. Mia Yim telling, telling a frightened Moro, you tell Shayna Baszler, I'm coming for that ass, which is like. Yeah. And then she beat up. I guess Marina Shafir in the parking lot or something and slammed a car door on her, which I think is really bad to do. And then, and then, uh, this week she, um, uh, ambushed, uh, Jasmine Duke by the lockers and slammed her head and shoulder in one of the locker doors over and over again. Huh? But then, but then, but then, you know what? A, I like that somebody is finally being smart. It's always nice when, especially if you're going to be the like streetwise yeah, face, yeah, yeah. you've got to act like right. you know what's up. You know, you're 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 a face, but like I know that people don't follow the rules, so I'm gonna make sure that they don't have the chance to cheat. Great. Uh, I also like that she beats up uh, Jasmine Duke and then yells, "You tell her I'm coming," which is like cool. Uh, Mia Yim. Uh, beats up Aaliyah and then finally with the kind of representation I am looking for in wrestling she throws up the woo yeah I've seen she's starting to do the woo all the time so I'm wondering finally I'm wondering if she I did got that, like I did that to Sean Maluda I did that to Sean Maluda yeah. at Evolve this guy bills himself from uh Shaolin New York I'm like 80% certain he caught my eye and I did the woo W and he did it. He's on camera. You can't do it without permission. (laughs) What's the matter with you? Oh, she probably got there. She probably got their permission. Probably. I mean, all of her moves are, I know protect your neck is the finisher, but they weren't calling it that for a while. So I'm wondering if she really did. No, they were. They've been calling they, it that. No, from not from the beginning. When she did it, I thought she, they yeah. called it "Eat Defeat." Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. Oh shit! So yeah, she might Eat have. Eat Defeat like, is not a. It's not a Wu Tang. No, 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 no. It, it is. It is not. So, so she like fucking called up the RZA That's and was what like, I'm thinking. "Hey, so I'm a wrestler, and uh, I want to name all of my moves after you, and I want to do the Wu W." Will you promise WWE that you won't sue them? And he was like, yeah, what? Okay, we weren't planning on suing anybody. We're doing this White Castle ad campaign now, so we're fine. <laughs> That's right. And I keep forgetting she's like the challenger, and it's weird. And you know why? It's because the Io Shirai stuff is kind of overshadowing the belt picture right now to me. Yeah. I don't know why that is yeah. because the belt picture should be really big. Well, well, luck, luckily, luckily, I'm sure again, it's going to get back if, on track for me in my mind because that's just my that's just well, my it, issue. It, I I think that I think that it's just that we were recording in a transitional yeah. week because Mia Yim is clearly now 
the contender for the belt. And so we're going to get a couple of weeks of her being contender for the belt, and then we're going to have take over Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the steel cage match was the blow off for uh, uh, Io Shirai being yeah, the contender. She's not interested in the belt anymore. And now no, she's dark. She doesn't care about that stuff anymore. She doesn't need friends. She doesn't need a belt. She yeah. doesn't need you. Um, but her new thing is clearly going to be Candice right. LeRae. And it's a well, good match. because at least Candice has something to do. So, like, like I said, I think that the only weird thing is that we're catching this in a transitional moment for this belt where we're recording right at the end of stuff rather than at the beginning or middle of things where we kind of know where it's going, but we do know where it's going. It just hasn't taken off yet. I'm going to be really happy to see Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler in the ring together. I like that. I, 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 I like that. Like, I like whenever a wrestling match, I like two very different styles, but I also like, whenever two people are very similar, but with one crucial difference, yeah. you know? And, like, Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim are almost the same person, except Shayna Baszler is a big, intimidating, tough, technical person, and Mia Yim is a big, intimidating, tough, street yeah, person. I got you. you. Know? Not street person. Right, she's well, homeless, but, but you are person, implying you know. that she is homeless, so... I mean, I just want to get that on record. She's yeah, a street, she's a street person. <laughs> I just want to get that on record no. that um, Tristan Tristan does think um, Mia Yim is homeless. So that's the women's division. I, what do you see happening? Because I don't see. I see Shayna retaining still. That's my thought. Yeah, I mean, I I gotta stick with Shayna retaining. Yeah. I, I think that I think that Mia Yim is she's good. She's really like, good, and they love her over there. Oh yeah, but but I mean like outside, I, I I've I've seen her before outside of yeah. NXT, right? So I know that she is of a caliber where she could absolutely be champion right. tomorrow, yeah. and it would be okay. Um, but I don't think it makes sense in what they've shown on NXT just yet. Yeah. I mean, we're we're starting to get to that moment where we hit and then passed with Asuka, where you go, how big is the person who's going to defeat this? Yeah, this champion going to? Yeah, have to be, you know, like is she going to abdicate like Asuka did and then go on? I hope I, not. That's, that, not. that's like twice in a that's row. That's exactly. You don't want to do that. Not not counting the, you know, yeah, Ember Moon and Kyrie Sane and, and whatever and blah blah blah. Kyrie you Sane. don't want to do that. I think you don't want to no, do that. No. I, I So don't somebody think that that's has to a, feed a her idea. and take her out. But who's it going to be? And But I mean, you know, again, going back to my favorite tidbit, which is that her song is Loyalty is Everything. Um I think that that a nice storyline, which they're not going to do because they still, I think, are going to want to eventually get all four of them together on right. the main roster. But uh, Shafir and Duke turn on her, and then because she's like fucking undercutting them and uh, being a, a you know a diva or something, 
that that could be interesting because that would change the status quo enough where somebody could beat her and you would go like oh yeah but her friends like like double crossed her because of this yeah i could see that being a good reason to get her out but there 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 are a couple of more variables that i think you could play with besides asuka who was literally just billed as one woman who is impossible to beat and it's like okay well then how do you beat her put her up against uh, charlotte flair you don't (laughs) yeah yeah put her up against the tall blonde woman but no i i so i guess yeah i don't know I guess it's got to be somebody big, though. That's the thing. It's got to be somebody big or, or like I said yeah. last month, Shayna Baszler is just the champion. That's true, forever. too. She just never moves up. <laughs> yeah. Or I was thinking you could even just, if you round out the edges for Bianca Belair, and I know she had her chance already, but you cut the hair off, and then all of a sudden she's a different person, and then she could win. But I don't know if she's done enough yet. Wait, say that I again? was going to say, you could cut the hair off from Bianca Belair so she's a different person. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't have a different name or anything, but oh, it's yeah. a totally different. She's more ruthless or whatever, and she goes to fight, and it's like, big deal. Then she could win it. But she doesn't hasn't done enough yet, and I'm just kind of like a fanboy. So, I don't know. I would lean on but, her but I mean, favor but I mean like, for that, but I don't know. So, so we've got a number of new... We have new faces, too, yeah. ...versions... Well, I, I was just saying new versions of people yeah. we've already met. We've got new new EO. We've got a kind of more uh, uh, ruthless Bianca Belair. A, oh, and more importantly of all, most importantly of all, we have fitness enthusiast Riddick Moss. He's just lighting up, lighting up that ring every I, single week. I want to see him again. It's so bad. Yeah, um, go on, go on. Uh, but, you know, I think that... So obviously, even though it was perfect booking and they should have listened to us, uh, the uh, Dakota Kai booking didn't That's come true. to fruition. But I do think that you could do that now with Bianca Belair, where she lost and now she's kind of at the back of the the yeah. line again. And if she like starts churning through some of these jobbers and some of these other people, you know, fucking Mia Yim, she beat up Aaliyah. I want to see Bianca Belair beat up Aaliyah one week. And that's more in week two. And then uh, handicap yeah, match with the two of them and, and beat them both all, up. And 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 win yeah. all three of them. And and just to say, like this is you thought Bianca Belair was good before. This is new yeah. Bianca Belair who is going to tar the yeah. shit out of you. And then she she wins the belt from Shayna Baszler. I think that if you put in some time with with some of these new versions of characters we've already met you could probably explain why they can now beat somebody in, in yeah a so that makes sense i mean as far as the women's roster goes though i actually have a prediction oh shit that's not going to sound so great i think that they're aiming and it's so weird because they haven't done anything with her at all i actually think they might be aiming to put the belt on candace Oh, interesting. Like further down the line, even though they haven't done anything with her. I mean, she hasn't gotten a shot yet. She fought Shayna once, but it wasn't for the belt, and she lost, and she was distracted by her husband or whatever, uh, so it was bad. But 
I think that they're kind of finishing up Johnny. I think this is closing the book. I'm so glad we're past yeah. that. I think this is closing the book on Johnny right now with because yeah. Adam Cole I think is going to retain. Um, I would assume. And then I think Johnny is just going to sit around for a little while, and when Champa comes back, they're going to go to Raw or whatever the hell they're going to do. So I think then you don't have to worry about Johnny being there for Candice, and I think that you can have this Io Shirai thing catapult Candice down a different road and kind of put her into a more serious position. And you can't do that with Io right now because Io's character is not focused on the belt. So rather you do it with Candace, who's kind of like the fallout character out of that. And then she can get built up and she's definitely got the potential to be, I don't know why they've been waiting to pull the trigger on her for so long to even give her matches, but this could be part of the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that might be it. Cause so far she's only beaten people up or been beaten up. She hasn't even had a match in, I think her last match was like Reina Gonzalez and she won. Yeah. No, they, they've got to start giving her. I mean, I'm glad that they've started to give her shit to do, which they weren't before. Now they need to start giving her matches and building her as a fucking wrestling character and not as somebody who hangs out by the ring to beat up the people that are going to come fuck with her friends. Like, that that Candace is over. Come on. And, and, and the fact that she's now fucking walloping Io Shirai be- for revenge, I'm like, okay, that's something. Yeah. Put him, put him in a ring together, ring a bell, and let's see what the fuck happens. Last month, I think I called her, like, arm candy Candace, and I was, like, really pissed off about that. But she kind of has been. She's, like, been coming out with people. She's been coming out for people. And it's, yeah. it's time to have her come out for herself. But it's also, I think, something that they're interested in doing. But I don't know what they're thinking like i'm sure that there's weird like schedule delay things going on because they probably would have pushed her before i don't understand what's going on but i think that they have their eye on her for the title i'm not sure but i have an idea in my mind that that's what's going on with this weird booking where she's kind of like a third character they can bring her in now and she's in everybody's mind before we leave off we might not include this in the podcast but i just wanted to ask you What's NXT? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I should have come prepared, guys. Oh, no. I guess. Well, I mean, right now, it's pretty obvious. It's Nikos Rikos. Um, Nikos Rikos, 100%. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I, I was going to say, uh, I, I think that I've been pretty vocal recently about um, not necessarily disappointment, but just kind of a, a, a changing feeling towards NXT. Uh, yeah. This month, you know this, but I didn't watch any of these episodes until this week. Cause I yeah, was you've kind been of, watching Beyond, I know. I've been watching Beyond, and I've been watching Love NJPW. Josh Briggs. Oh, Josh Briggs. We also yeah. saw him at Evolve. Oh he's, a, God, he's, he's a great. tall, yeah, he's... tall boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big, he's a vertical, verticality master. Um, So I've been watching other stuff just because I was kind of like, I was burnt out on NXT and I was like, I don't know, it's been really hit or miss for me recently. I haven't been, the stuff that I like, I still really like, but the stuff that I don't like has been starting to kind of like wear me down and I don't know. I watched these episodes. I don't know if it's 
the breakout competition or uh nikos ricos or what but this is so much more like the nxt from a couple years ago yeah it yeah this is it's it was exciting i really loved all of the video promos of people just working out and talking about what it means to be a wrestler for them like matt riddle did that uh a couple other people i really liked that it was like Oh, this this thing that for the past like three or four months I was like I don't even know if I want to keep watching this thing. It's like oh no, I definitely like I'm excited to see what happens at this takeover. Which there hasn't been a bad takeover, but I feel like I haven't been this legitimately like ooh, I wonder what's gonna happen next week for a while. Yeah, I can and, see that, and that's what NXT is for me right now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Bring back Nikos Rikos. Yeah. And I got to say, that breakout tournament, you're, you're right to bring that up as maybe a reason because that one of the things that we were afraid of is the whole, like, oh, they just get ground up and put into WWE, and who cares because then it's like the new guys are going to come in. It's nice to see that the new guys that are going to come in are going to be fucking awesome. Well, it, it both gives, again, something that we've talked about before. The thing that we like the most is wrestling shows with wrestling fucking structure. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Every fucking week, there are a couple of matches based around this ongoing thing that isn't about ego or emotion. We'll get to that later. Right now, it's just about these guys want to be good wrestlers. It's like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And like you said, every week, the new guys are out front. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see. It's really good. It's really good. It It, you know... Even if you love the fucking characters, when the same main people are the focus of the show every week, it starts to, it's like fucking wading through molasses, you know? It becomes, like, repetitive, and you're just like, oh, my God, I got to get through this. But, you know, you turn on the TV, and, hey, Angel Garza is here. He's going to rip his pants off. You're like, oh, fucking awesome. I haven't seen that. Yeah, no, it's great. It really is great to see. The I, I, I really think that maybe that's why we're giving such, not a pass, but like we're being so uh, easy on Dexter Loomis, where it's like, yeah, this is just something new. That's great. Yeah, no, it, you know? it's true. I, I got to say, I'm giving him more of a pass, I guess, because I was just so impressed with how he was able to scale it back and not make it look like, something it shouldn't have been which is a real serial killer yeah and that i really enjoyed and also obviously tall glass of psycho i mean come on he's beautiful and giant well that's that's i think why (laughs) i i was going more with uh with not serial killer but like assassin or hitman you know yeah that's kind of interesting so yeah i'm 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 really glad that uh you know obviously not that that nxt has to cater specifically toward me but uh i'm glad that they in whatever way righted their ship and are like yeah i'm, I'm excited it's fun well this will get that tristan back yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that That's valuable right. that guy that tristan, doesn't even buy the, the network anymore the valuable tristan demographic of yeah. tristan yeah the guy who wants to make the communist wrestling organization <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that guy on our side I'm digging in to 
the uh, Memorial Chris bag. Oh, shit, that's right, the Chris corner. And pulling out an email that is sadly not from Chris. I'm sorry if we hurt your feelings. You can keep you can keep emailing us. We just yeah, wanted Chris email us all the time. Come on, come on. Yeah, buddy. we want the emails make the show. We're your buds, but we did get an email from Andrew. All right, Andrew, what's up? He said, emailing you my support because you keep kvetching about no one emailing you. Love the podcast. Please keep doing it forever. So that's one one person in our corner. All right. Very he said. Good. Questions. What do you want to see from Prince Pretty this time around? And who do you want Kona Reeves to be in an extended feud with? Kona Reeves. I'm so glad he came up. Oh, my God. That's right. He had that great takeover. Oh, my God. Kona Reeves. That's right. I can't believe I went an entire episode without talking about Kona Reeves. It's just an Ecos Rico's effect. Yeah. I don't Could know. We if... have Kona Reeves versus Nikos Rikos. Could we do that? Do you think Could that's it, too stupid? Like, is it possible? I well, is it? Do you think it's going to work? Like, I, is it a wrestling match or? It's 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 a wrestling match. I don't know if it's an extended feud. I was saying, I was going to say, uh, I mean, like the obvious choice to me seems to be Riddick Moss. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. I really do. Because he get, Riddick Moss could make fun of him by like being like, "Are you kidding me? You're saying you're the finest? Look at you." He could he could also do uh like a like I used to be like you, you know, ra- wrapped up in worldly things, having nice cars and nice clothes. But now I'm focused on something better. I'm focused on bettering myself. Health. I'm focusing yeah. on the health aspect of my life. That's my body call. is a temple. That is a good call. You know. Could he walk around? Do you think with like those like prayer beads on his wrist or something? <laughs> like maybe maybe we could maybe we could revamp the gimmick a little bit. I know they're doing fitness enthusiasts, but take take, take the gimmick lifestyle in more of a... coach lifestyle coach Riddick Moss, Alec, yeah, Reiki practitioner Riddick Moss. <laughs> Holy shit! You blew my mind because as soon as I said lifestyle coach, I was like, no, that's definitely a Tino thing. When yeah, Tino yeah, yeah. comes back, he's a lifestyle coach. He's got that Tony Robbins smile. But he, but he'll, he'll but Riddick Moss up. Riddick Moss knows the difference between crystals and what they do for your health. That's it. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Riddick Moss walks around with an aura camera. Oh <laughs> my god. And then he can still do like the muscle stuff, but like just tone it down a little bit. And do yoga in the middle of the ring instead of push-ups. I mean, I mean, you talked about the Nikos Rikos effect. I feel like I feel like this is kind of an ancillary of that. It's that there are some people that we like, and then there are some people that we like a little bit more. And this guy asked about Kona Reeves, and I brought up Riddick Moss, and now we're just talking about Riddick Moss. That's true. But I will tell you, Kona could get there. He could get to that level. We just need to see more of him because his yeah, crazy definitely. look. He'll put him in with... No, because they'd be friends, him and Loomis. I mean, I, I, I do think that, that he could also, to answer both parts of this question, I do think that he could have a nice little with, yeah little three-match feud with, with Tyler Breeze. Like, that's, that's a fucking shoe-in. Absolutely. They could argue over, like, properties or whatever. Like, he could be like, I saw you trying to scoop that property out from under me. 
and then, and then it'd be like well, in Ibiza. Yeah, and then uh, but that's the thing because 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 Kona is like you just had to give me more time. Yeah, I told them give me more time because he doesn't actually have the money. That's his whole thing. <laughs> he's just like, I mean, you can tell that's the gimmick is that he's like I'm the finest, but he doesn't actually have it. And what like, they need to do is is they need to to have a close in on the back of his neck, and there's like the green smudge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From his from his fake gold chain. Absolutely, and then he's just like, oh my god, Tyler, are you kidding me? I had my eye on that for years. I was I was saving up. Okay, I was saving up. I had almost enough. It just was gonna take me another eight months. <laughs> he's he's like the guy uh, in uh, a multi-level marketing thing oh, that thinks yeah. that he's at the top of the pyramid, but he's actually like only a third of the way up from the bottom. No, he's he's at the top of a pyramid, but that pyramid is at like the bottom of another pyramid. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's yeah. You know that that's how multi-level yes, that's marketing how it works. works. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just pyramids all the way down. I understand that, but he's. He's at the top of his. He's just like, he thinks that that makes him the hot shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's got the sports car, but he can't make the payments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, that's, I like it. I like it a lot. That's a great gimmick. And he's got to find somebody to feud with over that. Here, I don't but, know if it's Tyler necessarily, but you could do that. Because Tyler could be successful in that case. And it could make Tyler look like good outside of the ring. And then he loses in wrestling which is kind of the position he's in right now at NXT. And then Kona gets over as a dickhead that everybody hates. That's a good call. Let, that, yeah, I think that works. This actually has been What's NXT, and I have That's been right. Tristan Marsh. And I've been Alec Bossia. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes, where you can leave us a review like WrestleTime, who gave us a five-star review and said, funny stuff, from two cool dudes. Whoa! Hey, all right, wrestle time. Thanks. A very apropos name. If you want to evince a, a, a fucking uh, reaction like how I just gave to wrestle time, you can give us a five star review. And yeah, go, give us a five star review. And talk None of you. the other buttons work. Only five. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, guys. We've we got a record to maintain here. We saw those, those some some other podcast network started their own fucking NXT yeah, oh podcast. Yeah, oh my god, we saw them. Oh my god, we, we almost we almost attacked them in the parking lot until oh, we, we realized that the Evolve show we would get probably, arrested. Yeah, and they were probably they were probably like they probably have connections because they yeah. were in the air they were in a like press area or whatever. What's it called? What was it called? I don't know. Not don't even say the name. Yeah, we're the only one, baby. We're yeah. the only one. Because we asked the question. What is NXT? You can email us at what's nxtpod at gmail.com. I'm at enemy of both on Twitter. I'm at VFRPoon. Only follow him if you want Virtual Fighter bullshit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We just had our big tournament. It went really well. I'm so proud of my little boy. That's it, baby. Um... That's been it. Tune in next month to find out what's next. What's next?